Welcome to The Swifterhood, a podcast all about Taylor Swift's lyrical genius. Whether you've known from her debut album that she's had a place in this world or her folklore has become your evermore recently, we are here to faithfully and wholeheartedly deconstruct each song lyric by lyric. Hello, Morgan. Erin, good morning. <laughs> it's so good to see you and to be back together. I know it's been way too long. I feel almost a little bit nervous recording now because it's been so long. I know, I'm nervous too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk. We can chill. We're going to be fine. We've done this before. We have. And it's always turned out great. So here we are again. And I'm just super excited to dive right back in to... Um, to fearless. It's always turned out great. Who whose opinion is that? Yours? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're we're sorry for this little break, but sometimes life happens. So we're glad to be recording again. And today we're gonna be talking about Tell Me Why and Forever and Always both versions. Yes. And as always, we're gonna start with our fearless feature. Um, and we do wanna just give a trigger warning now that we are going to be talking uh, briefly about domestic violence as we f- see it. It fits nicely with the uh, Tell Me Why song from Taylor's version. So you can just skip forward, a, you know, 30 seconds a few times if you don't want to listen to this. And actually on some apps, I have it bookmarked for when we start the song. So you could just click ahead. Um, but we're going to talk about the global network of women's shelters and they're just gnws.org. And basically, they support and strengthen the women's shelter movement to ensure global awareness and to promote effective policies and their implementation. So you can donate to them, and then you can also use them as a way to look up women's shelters in your area. Women's shelters are incredibly important because a lot most of the time when women are in um, situations where they are victims of domestic violence, it's not easy to leave the home because of a myriad of reasons, but primarily because a lot of them don't have another place to go. And if we can um, help support this global network of women's shelters uh, that can make sure that every community has at least one woman's shelter so that women do have a place to go in these, in these times of need, then we are giving back to our community and the women that live in it. I really like about them that they also, not only the awareness aspect that they're promoting, but they also push for policies and implementation to keep women safe. So I think that's important. But the connection with the song is tell me why women don't leave. I've heard people say this before, and I think everyone's wondered at it. <laughs> wondered at it. <laughs> Here we go. (laughs) Aaron's back. (laughs) I think everyone's wondered before why women don't leave when they're in abusive relationships. And I've known women in these relationships before. And a lot of times it becomes a cycle. Um, So on their website, they have a list and it's uh, they feel ashamed. They feel responsible. They have nowhere to go. Like Morgan said, they're afraid. They hope to help their abuser or they're worried about their child. So there's a lot of reasons, and it's important when you're thinking about that not to just blame the woman and think, why doesn't she get out? Because it's sometimes, uh, well, most of the time, it's a lot harder said than done. And a survey conducted by the United Nations shows that nearly 35% of women worldwide have experienced some form of physical or sexual intimate partner violence. 
And also, if you consider the crime trends, you will see that nearly 32% of women are domestic violence victims and 16% of women are subjected to contact to contact sexual violence by an intimate partner. So that's pretty high. It's very high. There's our fearless feature, and we're going to uh, move into our first song of this episode, uh, which is Tell Me Why. Do you have an original connection to this song? I don't. I was going to actually ask you first because <laughs> everyone knows the history with me and this album, so I'm not going to repeat it. But this is one of those songs that I really didn't listen to until Taylor released Taylor's version. I love this song and I do have a connection. This album, you all know, came out when I was like 16, I think we said. So the guy I was dating at the time, I don't think he was mean in the sense that he was necessarily saying mean things to me but he was mean in the sense that he would act like he really liked me and then pull back and not have any feelings for a while Uh which can feel really mean because you're like you act like you're so in love with me one second and then you're not so to me the meanness was just him being cold and distant and this song actually helped me into that relationship wow so way to go taylor (laughs) i listened to it and i was like yeah this is some bullshit how long (laughs) after you listened to it did you end the relationship oh my gosh i don't know it might have been a couple months after i guess i just would sing these words and be like oh yeah (laughs) and it prompted me to be like what are your real feelings and sort of like get into the breakup conversation (laughs) I can see how this song would be helpful. It's a really great uh, rendition of being in a in a bad relationship that you just can't understand why the other person is acting that way. Yeah. And Taylor said, I walked into Liz's house and I said, I can't believe what's going on right now. I've got to tell you about this. I told her all about it. She goes, if you could say everything you were thinking to him right now, what would you start with? I would say to him... I'm sick and tired of your attitude. I feel like I don't even know you. And I just started rambling and she was writing down everything that I was saying. And so we turned it into a song. I did not know that. That's really interesting tidbit. And now, you know, in that my super short show, you're not of that Disney era. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) I think I've heard that reference before, though. I just don't know what it's from. You have to do the little hand gesture with it. (laughs) She is doing a hand gesture right now. Um, It's from the Disney Channel, you know, the little short shows they did. They're not like full TV shows. Yeah. They're just kind of like... Like kind of in the commercial areas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, this explanation of Tell Me Why makes me think of what she said about um, we are never getting back together. Yeah. And how she came in and just started talking and a lot of the lyrics. I think that's why... The lyrics in a lot of her songs really resonate with people is because they sound like things that you would actually say. They do. And then she just has that lyrical genius of making them rhyme and fit so perfectly like a perfect puzzle piece together. The metaphors and imagery. Yes. Love it. Okay. So want to get into the lyrics? Yeah, sounds good. You go first. (laughs) I took a chance. I took a shot. And you might think I'm bulletproof, but I'm not. Well... I like that. <laughs> I like the <laughs> I like the um, juxtaposition of shot and bulletproof. Yes. 
Um, because, you know, obviously took a shot is has a double meaning. You took a shot like you, you took the chance to start a relationship, but it's also like you took a shot with a gun. Yes, I love it. Already we're off off the ground with the I guess is that a metaphor? Uh no, it's it's been too long since I took high school English. <laughs> a simile? Is it no, because it's not like simile uses like or as. It does and and they're <laughs> not and she's not really trying to compare the two. She it's just a good image. Yeah comparison double entendre maybe yeah maybe that's it because of the word shot yeah you took a swing i took it hard and down here from the ground i see who you are what do you picture when you hear that i mean honestly i picture someone taking a swing and to punch i picture a baseball bat oh really that's that's rough i don't know take a swing just to me like i just picture a baseball yeah that's really rough that's dark but i mean I think once again, like you took a swing, I took it hard and down here from the ground, I see who you are. I think it's, it's really, it's a great line because it shows that, um, domestic violence happens more than just physical violence. It's also emotional because you could take this as the physical aspect. Like we both kind of imagine when we hear it, like with a punch or in Aaron's case, a bat, but it's also like you took a swing as in like you came at me hard with your words and I took it hard and I'm down here from the ground. I see who you are. And so it's like, you know, just because you're in a situation where it's not like you don't have physical bruises from a relationship, you can have these emotional bruises because of the, what people say. Yeah. And down here from the ground, she's fallen down because he took a swing, right? So she fell and up. she can look up at him and see who he really is. Yeah, from the ground, from her lower place. She's like, oh, we're not equal anymore. I'm sick and tired of your attitude. I'm feeling like I don't know you. Sick and tired if you don't know, if you're not um, a native English speaker. I don't know if you would know, but it's um, a phrase, I guess, like a common expression. Yeah, of just like, just really over it. <laughs> you're done with it. Yeah, I'm sick and tired. Uh, you tell me that you love me, then cut me down, then you cut me down, and I need you like a heartbeat, but you know you got a mean streak. Makes me run for cover when you're around. I mean, this is exactly what you were just talking about, isn't it? It's like these up and ups and downs of a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. In one second, it's like, oh, we're perfectly in love, and the next second, it's like, mm, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, and the mean streak is like, you know, it's you're just... The person's not always mean, but you've definitely got a mean streak, meaning like you're sometimes really nice, but then that mean streak comes out and it's terrible. Which is oftentimes why you can justify staying with the person. For sure. Because you're like, oh. They're just having a bad day. Exactly. They're not always like that. Man, we have all been there. Oh, I like this next line a lot. Here's to you and your temper. (laughs) It sounds like you're (laughs) cheersing, you know. Yeah, no, it does. <laughs> Is that a word? Cheersing? <laughs> yeah. Ching, ching. Ching, ching. Yeah, it sounds like a toast. I, I mean, it's it's written like a toast. But I just love that because it's so feisty. It is very feisty. Um, Because she's, she's, like, is she looking back at a relationship after she's already got out of it? Or is this when she's on the verge of it? Because it's like, she's kind of saying, like, now I feel comfortable to just say, okay, well, here's to your temper. Um, and I remember what you said and I'm done. 
I think this is her deciding to leave. I think that's like where I was. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like you're realizing it's been a couple rounds of this up down thing and you're realizing I don't think I want this. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. And I know that you see what you're doing to me. Tell me why. Yes. Why do you act the way that you do? It's so frustrating and annoying. (laughs) And you just want to know why. Yeah. Like it's that's so because you think you have everything figured out in your life. And and I mean, this this is just the common this is common humanity is just tell me why you act this way, because I can't imagine acting that way. Yeah. And I would say the answer to that. Are you ready for it? I am. This is the all <laughs> ready for it. All knowing Aaron is going to answer all of my <laughs> questions in life right now. You're welcome. If you're in one of these relationships currently, I would say it's more about the other person than it is about you. Yeah. It's more about their problems than anything wrong with you. And so it would make me really sad to think someone in a relationship like that is thinking like, what's wrong with me? Why yeah. doesn't this person like me or treat me well? It's not about you. It's definitely about that person's baggage and problems that they're not dealing with and taking it out on you or unhealthy patterns of behavior. So anyways, you well, you could write a book on how to ruin someone's perfect day. I mean, it's <laughs> another one of those Taylor Zingers. I love it. I, I love it so much. And it's like, like she said at the intro, if you could say anything you wanted to him right now, like it's kind of a fantasy, right? Yeah. To just sit there and be like, hey. And, and it's also like mad props to you, Taylor, for not saying something worse than that. Like that's a that's a good zinger. Like that's going to hurt you, but you're not like using expletives and calling someone out for like just being actually mean. You're just saying yeah. like, hey, you could like write a book on how to ruin someone's perfect day. Super fucking clever. And yeah, I would just be like, you're an asshole. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to here, here's a pad and paper. Why don't you write a book on how to ruin my perfect day? (laughs) But it didn't. And it also really feels like that. It's like you're thinking like, I'm so excited to see this person. And then you get there and they're acting weird or. Yeah. And then you're just completely let down and your entire day is ruined after that. Yep. Well, I get so confused and frustrated. Forget what I'm trying to say. I'm sick and tired of your reasons. I got no one to believe in. You tell me that you want me, then push me around. Okay. So with the, I get so confused and frustrated, forget what I'm trying to say. I have felt that way where you get so flustered and like an argument. I'm sure everyone has. You get so angry and then you can't think of like a good comeback. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, ah, now I sound so dumb. But I'm not. And it's almost like later that night, you're laying in bed and you think, I should have said this. Yep. And I feel like this song is her. I should have said this. Yeah. At that moment, I should have said um, all of these things. And instead, I walked out and and didn't get to say these things. (laughs) Yeah. And I was just frustrated and I didn't know what to do because you hurt my feelings. But then you see like when you can have a second to reflect oh no i'm actually really smart and i don't deserve this and here's how i can articulate my feelings right i'm sick and tired of your reasons so i don't know i guess those are excuses i got no one to believe in Mm, probably my least favorite yeah mine too because it's like is it really like you have no one else yeah i mean I get it. Like it's heartbreak is hard and yeah. like being that emotionally invested in someone 
you do kind of get to this point where you're like, I have no one else, but you you all have every someone else, at least one other person. Yeah. I guess I can see that fitting more with the domestic violence, actually, in that scenario where you've been isolated. Oops, I didn't do a trigger warning again. Sorry. Anyways, you tell me that you want me, then push me around, and I need you like a heartbeat, and you know, but you know you got a mean streak. Makes me run for cover when you're around. Here's to you and your temper. Yes, I remember what you said last night, and I know that you see what you're doing to me. Tell me why. And then we have the bridge. Why do you have to make me feel small so you can feel whole inside? Why do you have to put down my dreams so you're the only thing on my mind? That's, I think, my favorite. Yeah. It's, I mean, her bridges are always the best because <laughs> they just do, they just like, they, they, it's the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Like they always just bring everything full circle for you. Yeah. And it's that, that's like looking into the psychology of the other person. Like, right. You make me feel small so you can feel good about yourself and like why do you put down everything else that i'm trying to to accomplish and think about just so that i can only think of you and i actually at one point sang that part of this song to um a former boss like not out loud in my head <laughs> i was like whoa bold. Why? <laughs> tell me why <laughs> no but she would um Oh my gosh, this woman is so mean. I quit after like a month. She asked me what I wanted to do and I told her I wanted to be a diplomat. And at the time, I think I was in high school, but I had plans to do a double master's in French and diplomacy. And there's like a lot of reasons why I didn't choose that. But I mean, I'm fully capable. Yeah, of course you are. If I wanted to do that, I would be a diplomat right now. But she, when I told her that, she laughed. What job was this? At an ice cream shop, like a, you know, the ones it's like a pharmacy in an ice cream yes. shop in my town growing up is really, really tiny. They have the spinny chairs and the old fashioned booth seats. Okay. Anyways, she laughed at me and was like, you'll never be able to accomplish that. That's hilarious. What a bitch. <laughs> she also drove me home one day because I was wearing a tank top and Bermuda shorts. And she said, Bermuda shorts, Morgan. Yes. She said, I um, haven't heard about those in a while, but I, I know what they are. <laughs> longer. Yes. Is the like point. to your knees. She's like, I want, I don't want people coming in here for the view. I want them coming in for the ice cream. <gasps> oh my gosh. And drove me home. And so just to be a spiteful little <laughs> bitch, High back, school bitch. <laughs> I put on my brother's t-shirt that was like freaking enormous to cover <laughs> me from like head to toe. So it looks like I was wearing like a t-shirt dress. <laughs> I quit not long after. She was also like splitting tips unevenly between the boys and the girls. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This woman's a monster. But anyways, yeah. So I used to sing this song about her. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, the point of that, I guess, would besides the random anecdote about my life, would be you could sing this song about people that you're not in a romantic relationship with. That just bring you down. Yeah. For, to make themselves feel better. Yes. Why do people act like that? Ugh. Like I said, it's their problem. So then it goes back into the chorus and it ends with, I take a step back, let you go. I told you I'm not bulletproof. Now you know. Love it. She's leaving. So that's what I'm saying. I think this is the moment 
she decides to leave. That makes sense. Well, Morgan, what's your rating? 61 out of 100 mean streaks. Wow. <laughs> Why? What? I have 85 out of 100 bullets. Well, I mean, here's the thing is that I think, um, in my mind, I think that this probably would have resonated more with me when I was younger. And because I think, I think she can say this kind of stuff. She still continues to say this stuff, kind of stuff in lyric in other songs that she's written since here. But she says it in a in a more nuanced way. And I think I appreciate that those nuances more as opposed to this. Like I, this is, this to me is a bit more of a teeny bop than right. her other music. And that's why I gave it a 61, but you had, you related to it. So that's why it's higher for you because of the nostalgia with it. Right. Right. And all the ways it helped me. Exactly. I also love the snark. It, it, this feels very similar to the Olivia Rodrigo sour album. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I like both. Just not versions. as dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one's pretty, pretty sad. All right. So any last thoughts? No, I think I said it all. How about you? <laughs> I'm feeling 22. <laughs> not really. Um, I did turn 29. Oh, my gosh. We forgot to wish you a happy birthday. Thank you. 29. And feeling I'm so fun. old. Oh, how old are you? You want to share that on the air? No, I'll share it when it's my birthday. Okay. <laughs> People will wonder. So forever and always. Okay. So we have decided to do cover both versions of this just because it's the same lyrics. Just one has obviously the more upbeat tempo and the other one's the piano version. I feel nothing for the instrumental version. I don't understand why you feel nothing for the instrumental version. I don't know. I think I, I like the instrumental version better. Yeah, I know a lot of people do. A lot of people feel strongly. I I read tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. So, Ever since you screwed me on those last uh, <laughs> those last Easter egg theories, I've stayed out of the dark web of Taylor. <laughs> now we know how Morgan feels. She gets burned <laughs> once, and she's like, "Yep, peace out. I'm done." Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's because I listened to the original version and I really like the speed of it. And then when I'm listening to the instrumental, it's just, I don't know. I just like the faster version. So for me, I just think, and we can get it when we get into the lyrics, I think I can probably elaborate on this more. But just as a generalization, I think it's such a well-written song, like a well-written breakup song that it holds better in my mind to the like, the sad piano version, the slow moving, like this is a heart wrenching ballad as opposed to a like upbeat, uh, you said forever and always, but that's how you and I see the song. Like this is a perfect example of how like her new releases that we've already discussed on this um, album, how I like the slower ones, the sadder ones, whereas you like the snarkier ones. That's true. And I did, I forgot to mention on the last one, um, on Tell Me Why, that when we were listening to it before we started recording, I was like, this sounds so different to me. Like her voice just really stuck out to me. And you were saying how you think it's because her vocal maturity doesn't match the maturity of the lyrics. It's true. And that's I, I think that's exactly why I gave it a 61 as well, you know, because it just doesn't match her her anymore. Right. Yeah. It felt it felt like she was putting on an old sweater. It didn't feel the same. That one did not a new cardigan. <laughs> well, an old cardigan under I someone's know, bed. I know, I know. 
that was a great one more <laughs> oh my gosh okay so um taylor said the song was inspired by her recent breakup with joe jonas she described it as a song about a relationship with a man who could feel who she could feel was slowly slipping away it's about watching somebody fade away in a relationship. They said they were going to be with you forever, that they loved you, and then something changed in the relationship, and you don't know what it is, but you're watching them slowly drift. That emotion of rejection, for me, usually starts out sad and then gets mad. <laughs> I I resonate with that, Taylor. <laughs> yes. This song starts with this pretty melody that's easy to sing along with, and then in the end, I'm basically screaming it because I'm so mad. I'm really proud of that. I like that. I had never read that ab- about this song before. Um, though the very first line, Once Upon a Time, makes me feel like this is like the angry fairy tale. Oh, for sure. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. She goes, you know, from uh, love story to white horse, and now she's angry. Yeah. So we didn't talk about original connection. Did you have one? This same answer. Same answer. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, this was like reflecting back on that first relationship I had, like eighth grade to 10th grade. I've told you all I have had really serious long term relationships. (laughs) Serial monogamous. Yeah. So eighth grade to 10th grade is a long time, especially as a young child. Grader. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ninth grader and 10th grader. And we definitely said we loved each other and that we were making plans for we're going to get married and all this like at eighth graders total idiots yeah i mean you have you you just have no idea how much of the world you haven't experienced yet at that age but you think you have yeah i feel so bad though because there's probably somebody listening who's younger who's like mine's gonna we like we said sometimes they do i they do sometimes i have a couple friends from high school that are with their high school sweethearts still to this day i just went to see my friend when i went back home and she they have three children now Yes. So it does happen, but it's also okay if it doesn't. And you might find better. You will find better. Once upon a time, I believe it was a Tuesday when I caught your eye. There's always Tuesdays. Always. So I was thinking that, but then I was like, oh, wait, but what about in Begin Again? She uses Wednesday. Maybe she just wanted to change it up. (laughs) Because she was beginning again. Yeah. There's an account on Instagram. I can't think of what it's called. I've sent you a couple. Um it shows statistics of things in her lyrics. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, but sometimes, um, like, I think, I think I've watched, are they the TikToks or the Instagrams? No, they're, no. Okay. you don't watch the TikToks. I listen, don't, do you? the TikToks. What the, <laughs> Morgan, why don't you, why don't you watch them? I watch the ones you send me. I do. Oh, oh, okay. I watch oh, those. Good. Yeah. You never, ever respond. I know. Well, that's because I, so I, I usually, if I'm, oh, they're only Taylor Swift Tic Tacs. I know. And that's why I, I watch them. But it's here's the reason why. And I'll tell you exactly. And I've always been meaning tell to tell me you why. this. <laughs> it's because when you send them to me, I'm usually either A, driving, mm-hmm. B, in court. So I can't listen to the it on loud. Mm-hmm. Or C, it comes through on my watch and I don't have my phone near me. And then I forget to check it back. Mm-hmm. And so then I by the time I'm in a place where I can actually listen to it, it's been like two days. And then I'm like, well... It's kind of pointless to respond now. <laughs> but you do watch it. At I do point. watch everything you send gotcha. me. So basically your reason. So keep is sending them to me. Even, you have a life. Even though you don't get a response from me because it doesn't mean I'm not listening. Okay. That's good to know. And they're funny, right? They are. They're really funny and they're good. It still just confuses the hell out of me, this TikTok thing. I just don't understand. What's confusing to you? Like, I just don't get like, I mean, 
you could live on that thing just like scrolling hour after hour oh just my God, listening yeah. to people other people that you don't know talk like why don't you well this is a podcast yes but a podcast i feel like you get to know the people yeah it's more of a conversation you can get to know tic tackers <laughs> especially like, when you call them that they're gonna <laughs> love me well, you follow him like you know steven the guy i've mentioned a couple times and like there's people that are i just know that this could not be healthy for my life right now no. swift talkers who i follow and feel like i know or just other tiktokers but yeah that's fair you don't have really time for much of anything other than working full-time and children <laughs> and that's that's okay but um the point of the instagram thing was those pie charts it'll be like how many times has she used different cuss words in yeah each album. I, I have seen those or yeah. references to alcohol or whatever and there was one with days Oh, okay. I, I might have missed that one. But she Tuesday was definitely Tuesdays, the highest. She always uses Tuesday. And I think my theory on that, well, first of all, I wonder if something significant has ever happened to her on a Tuesday that she just likes that day. But I think my, my if it hasn't, my theory about Tuesday is it's just the most um, bland day of the week. It's like the most, uh, nothing really happens on a Tuesday. You know, you have Monday where it's like, oh, it's Monday. I'm going back to work. Wednesday's hump day, Thursday's the day before Friday, Friday's Friday, then you've got the weekend. So Tuesday's kind of just the day. And so she's just kind of trying to establish like, this is, this is just like a normal day when this happened. Yeah, just an average day. Yeah. Huh, I don't know. But Tuesday, maybe she was born on a Tuesday. She loves the her birthday stuff. Ooh, so maybe she was somebody look it up and let look us it up know. and let us know. We release our episodes on Tuesdays because of that. Oh, we do. And it happened to be our first release was Tuesday the 13th. I mean, you couldn't have planned it better. It's almost like we planned it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyways, once upon a time, I believe it was a Tuesday when I caught your eye, we caught on to something. So she uses the caught twice. I caught your eye. And then we caught on to something as in they started, they hit it off. Yeah. I hold on to that the night. You looked me in the eye and told me you loved me. Were you just kidding? That's how it feels. Because <laughs> it seems to me this thing is breaking down. We almost never speak. I don't feel welcome anymore. Baby, what happened? Please tell me. Because one second it was perfect. Now you're halfway out the door. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's an extension of tell me why, isn't it? Yeah. But this is her... A not, little bit after? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, because it's after Tell Me Why on the album. So I feel like Tell Me Why, like what you said, it makes sense that it's her realization that she needs to get out. And then this is her, like, after she's gotten out, now I'm going to be really angry and tell you how I feel. Right. Yeah. Like she said, you're really sad and then it turns to anger. And that's the stages of grief, too. Uh, so that's what I was about to say. <laughs> Look at Speaking us. Speaking of TikTok, there's a guy who... Um, went through Olivia Rodrigo's album with the stages of grief. Oh, interesting. And what's cool about that is that whole album is about one relationship seemingly, right? Yeah. So it's easy to track. Whereas a lot of albums, people will take a couple years to write them and there might be multiple relationships on that album. I wonder, I was like, you should do one of Taylor Swift's albums or like test this theory, I commented. I was like, you should test this theory on other albums and see if it works but then i thought about it and it would kind of have to be an album all about the same person. person like red potentially yeah i was gonna say what do you think which album so i guess you think it would be red i definitely think it's red i i don't 
a lot of people see, I know that I'm jumping ahead and we're talking about red, but this is what the fun thing about a podcast is. It's a conversation. But a lot of people think that, um, uh, I knew you were trouble was about is about Harry Styles, but that just doesn't line up. I think I think, yeah, yeah I saw that recently too, and I was like, that doesn't what? make sense at all. Like she released Red before she started dating him, like because I remember specifically when yeah. she started dating him. I was sitting at a cafe no, in London. Ooh, yeah, was it a Wednesday? <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it was not. But I was sitting there and I read it in the in the article because she was in London too visiting Harry, and it was. De- it was a December and it was a new relationship for them. Like there was one of their first public outings and I was like, she's already released red. So it really pisses me off that people think that song's about. Yeah. I don't think so. I, always I think assumed, it's about John Mayer. Yeah. That's who I assumed it was about. Yeah. And yeah, I agree with you. 100%. Sorry. That was another tangent, but I, I know you guys love them. So if you did end up making that drinking game, <laughs> Every time I say I agree with you 100%, Morgan, then cheers. <laughs> yes. Here's to you and your tip. And every time I say that's fair, you can take another drink because that's my favorite expression. Or perfect. <laughs> so where were we? Um, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, I think. I really like the were you just kidding. I do too. It's another snark. So of course I like it. This thing is breaking down. We almost never speak. I don't feel welcome anymore. The one second it was perfect, now you're halfway out the door is perfect explanation of the back and forth. And I stare at the phone. He still hasn't called. I mean, how many, like every single person who is listening to this podcast right now, this has happened to them. I, You can't deny it. You don't, there hasn't been one, everyone has had one point in their life where they're like, why is this person not calling me? And you just stare at your phone, willing yourself not to do it first. Yeah. And then you feel so low, you can't feel nothing at all. I I think that's my favorite line. It's, oh, we didn't do that for the last one. Well, you did. I didn't. But Oops. Yeah, that's okay. We'll do it for this one. But here's what else I noticed about this song is that um, it's very similar to Mr. Perfectly Fine. I get Mr. Perfectly Fine vibes, which is probably why you like this version, the the this not the instrumental version better Mm -hmm. because it's the snark. It's the, I'm going to say everything that you, um, that you allegedly did right in this relationship and spin it and turn it right back around and throw it in your face. Mm -hmm. I really love that. I love it too. If y'all haven't already deduced, I I feel like I'm pretty feisty. Yes, you are. (laughs) And I'm feisty too, but I, I preserve, I reserve when I'm going through this. I, I like the ballad. Yeah, you like the sad. I do. I like to, my anger is comes out in tears. Mm. Are you fine with your spite? Yes. <laughs> and my tears, tears and my beers. And your candles. My mom's favorite word to describe me growing up was facetious. Okay. <laughs> or like hard-headed. Um, but I, I had one one little note about this chorus here. So, you know, and you flash back to when he said forever and always, oh, and it rains in your bedroom. Everything is wrong. It rains when you're here and it rains when you're gone. Because I was there when you said forever and always. Um, I noted that we had had a conversation where I was explaining to you uh, my husband learning the therapy technique of psychodrama. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, I was like, it sounds like a made up thing it's actually just sort of like role-playing i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> but you were like it makes me think of that taylor swift song forever and always it rains in your bedroom <laughs> yeah. everything is 
song. <laughs> yes. It's like melodramatic, I guess. It is. Well, I mean, can we just, why is it always raining in her bedroom? Oh, and clean it rains. In it, her yes. She punches the hole through the, hole the wall and the rain comes down. Yeah. Why is it always raining in her bedroom? Huh. She's hallucinating. I mean, obviously, we we know that Taylor Swift doesn't live in a bedroom that has leaks. <laughs> yeah, for sure not. Um, that makes me think of the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. How she would hallucinate the chessboard. Uh, yeah, I guess it just is a metaphor for, oh, maybe it's tears. Yeah, I think it could be tears. I think it's just the gray clouds hanging overhead and it's just releasing everything in your bedroom. But she just loves that. She loves to talk about raining in the bedroom and rain. This is We've talked about this on these uh, with the previous songs on this album, but she yeah. references rain so many times. Yeah. Rain is exhilarating, heartbreaking, cleansing. She talks about weather a lot. She does. In general. Moving on. Was I out of line? Did I say something way too honest? Made you run and hide like a scared little boy. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. I always get so into that part when I sing like that part. Like a scared little boy. <laughs> I looked into your eyes. <laughs> yeah, so thought I knew you for a minute. Now I'm not so sure. It's. I mean, this is the same relationship I was singing about and Tell Me Why, like you've said. Yes. It's further along in the process of the relationship a little bit after the fact another cheers is coming up mm -hmm. so here's to everything coming down to nothing here's to silence that cuts, cuts me to, to the, the core. core so i really like the juxtaposition of everything and nothing mm -hmm. so you have the opposites and i also like i've been noticing more recently in music in general but in taylor's music specifically like death by a thousand cuts mm -hmm. for example how I really like it when she makes the music sound like what she's talking about. The alliteration? No, the onomatopoeia. Yeah, but just the feeling of the music. So in Death by a Thousand Cuts, for example, where she's like, the the weird piano sound mm -hmm. sounds like a bunch of little... Cuts, like, stabs. Yeah, like a, and it makes sense sonically. And so I really like in this one where she says, here's to everything, it's up higher coming down to nothing and she and comes it, down and she comes down and it also stops, stops. Yeah. yeah and i just always loved that because it just feels and i never never really figured out why until like earlier this week i was thinking about oh. it wow <laughs> taylor's songs are deep takes you a while yeah, seriously um so here's the silence that cuts me to the core where's Where this going? going thought i knew for a minute but i don't anyway anymore and then we um go back into go back the, into the chorus back into the psychodrama yes psychodrama because it rains in your bedroom and everything is wrong <laughs> it rains when you're here and it rains when you're gone it's kind of like whenever you come over it's usually raining i know it's not today though it's not but it it did rain this morning did it yeah oh early this morning and it rained last night i knew it rained last night because my car was wet but i didn't know it rained this morning so <laughs> if you think about it it rains when you're here and it rains when you're oh gone God. it's kind of dumb because it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna rain <laughs> yeah it rains sometimes when you're here yeah, sometimes when you're not <laughs> oh my gosh Ooh, that just teared up a little bit but it kind of so when i'm like i know I, what she means though when i'm reading this so this reminds me because it, it's playing off of this like psychodrama but 
when I did, I had to do this drama class in high school because you had to take some sort of arts and I was the least artistic person. So I was like, I'm going to do acting in theater arts because yes. that is the one thing that like sounds interesting. I don't want to draw. I don't want to sculpt. I can't do any of that. And we had to do this monologue and I chose the monologue of, um, cat from 10 things I hate about you that I hate you the way you talk to me. I hate it when you stare. And this, I feel like if this song had been out, I could have very easily like spoken these words and it would have been a very dramatic monologue just like that. (laughs) I love that so much. I used my audition monologue for the high school play Grease when, and it might not have been a good pick for that, but whatever. I did Roxy in Chicago because Chicago is my favorite musical. Oh, that's a good one. When she's talking to the mirrors. Yeah. About Amos. I need to, I need to watch that movie again it's been so long that's one of my favorites and you know what's insane is i started watching that in like seventh grade i know i've rented it from the public library and i borrowed it from my friend did you ever have you ever seen it live no i I mean we did it our school did it and i got to help with the choreography which is a dream i saw i I saw it in new york um i had a camper come and visit me uh, one of my old campers she was looking at schools and her parents bought us two tickets to go see chicago and new york and it was amazing That's like my dream. Yeah, that we, would be. We did like a matinee, and it was awesome. That's my favorite musical of all time. I think my favorite musical of all time is Sound of Music. It's a good one. I watched that a lot growing up. But it's wild to me that I watched Chicago and that my parents let me. I I don't did know. Did they know what it was about? I don't think so. I don't know. I remember watching it, and I had that little TV that has the VHS. Yes, attached to it. <laughs> yeah built in and i watched it over and over and then i think back about that i'm like that was probably not appropriate for seventh grader but i don't know oh well you're here you survived (laughs) and it brought me it helped shape me as a person i don't know if i want to read into that but (laughs) (laughs) i think it's just the dramatic aspects okay so you didn't mean it baby I don't think so. Oh, back up, baby, back up. Did you forget everything? Back up, baby, back up. Did you forget everything? I'm impressed that you can like pretty much nail the the tone or the key that it's in because I, I would need to hear it before I even attempted that. Yeah, I think it's that thing where I'm a language learner and I pay super attention to yeah. sounds, I guess. Um, and it goes back and so I love that. I guess I should say, first of all, you didn't mean it, baby. I don't think so. Cause it's just like, no, you didn't mean it. Like F you. Yeah. And then back up is like, go back to where we were. Did you forget? Rewind the tape, so to speak. Uh, and then we go back into the chorus. Rain some more in her bedroom. You feel so low. You can't feel nothing at all. And then it changes here. She says, and you flash back to when we said mm-hmm. forever and always. So I I just always like when she changes the pronouns to make it into um more of a story I guess. Yeah. So what would you, what was your rating? I did 88 out of 100 scared little boys. Oh, good one. Now is that but is that just for the for the original fearless? Yeah, I didn't original? rate the okay. instrumental. I did 73 out of 100 wet bedrooms. Ew. <laughs> Keeps raining in it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it weren't like an angry breakup song, that could be taken a totally different way. I know. It's raining in your bedroom. Woo. But then I also, I rated um, the instrumental one 75 out of 100. Okay. 
all right, that's kind of low. Yes, once again, less of a connection. Right. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. The instrumental, I didn't even rate it, but. Do you skip it? Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's what that's what we're going to do for our trivia. We're going to tell each other what song we skip on every album. Ooh. Yeah, I don't have a ton, but some of the, I guess that one was added, wasn't it? Wasn't it a bonus track? Yeah, it was on the deluxe. So I don't think that I originally owned the deluxe. Okay. And then I got it later and it was sort of like, meh. Like how you're saying you have less of a connection later on, you know? What? So your favorite line was the, you feel so low, you can't feel nothing at all. Yeah. I think mine is, did I say something way too honest that made you run and hide? Yeah. It's a really good one too. Okay. So that's that song. I don't know if we have any tell me why theories right now. Well, we can talk about the fact that she said she's releasing Red. Oh my goodness, with 30 songs. So 30. Yeah, holy cow. That's so many. She said November 8th. It's coming out. Was it November 8th? I think so. I saw I don't remember the date. I thought I just saw November. But I thought it was November 8th in her announcement post. We could have had that pulled up on Instagram. To, can, I'll pull it up right go, now. Go. Go. Go, 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 go. But I will go ahead and start talking about my theory, which I've already told Morgan, and she's like, whatever, Aaron. She basically just doesn't believe me anymore. So it's cool. I still think she's going to release 1989 in the summer. She had all that merch that came out with November 19th. November 19th. Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, she had all that merch that came out for. What even was that for? Was that for like Evermore or something? I don't remember. You know how I feel about the merch. <laughs> that you don't give a shit? Well, I'm just kind of like if you started making like, I don't know if you've noticed. But you look at it, right? When I she look, tweets it. I look so at it. So you saw it. Like, I'm not saying I ordered that. Yes. But, but sometimes I'm just like, come on, Taylor. Like, you do remember that you have people that are in their mid 30s <clears throat> that... <laughs> loved you from the beginning and wouldn't mind having some merch that was suitable to wear as a mid 30 year old mom <laughs> lol um when i went out for my birthday these guys came to talk to us when we were sitting at a picnic bench because that's what guys do yes there's no shortage of men to come over and talk to you <laughs> if you're young and you're worried about it don't be <laughs> anyways they were like, well, you look so good for your 29. You look so great for your age, which is like, you look so good, full stop. You right. Know? Just end there. You don't need to. And they kept bringing it up and they were like, oh, you're halfway to 60. Oh, rude. Did you tell them to piss <laughs> off and leave? I was like, what? Oh, that's like when I turn because, OK, I'll just I know I'm 35. And so that's like the day I turned 35. I was like, oh, my gosh. Every day from here on out, I'm closer to 50 than I am to 20. <laughs> Ooh, I always think of it. This is so freaking depressing. But when I was little, I used to walk downtown in my tiny little town to buy an ale eight, which is a a soda drink, if you don't know what, or pop, depending on what you say. Pop. It's specifically made in Kentucky. Um, and my mom would give us 75 cents or a dollar, depending on at a certain point how much they cost. And when you put one quarter into the machine, if you think like you're lucky to make it to a hundred, like 
when you hit 25. Oh, gosh. You put a quarter into your into the machine, you know? That is a really interesting way of thinking about it. <laughs> then you only have three left, but it's not really three. Because most of us won't get to 100. No, especially with the way that the world is going right now. Yeah, so I've already put in over a quarter, and so have you. A quarter and a dime. Okay. Yeah, my theory is just that... 1989 is still going to come in the summer because she released all that merch that was supposedly for I don't even remember folklore evermore but it it literally says 1989 all over it and the color scheme is the 1989 color scheme of the clouds in the background so but it's summer stuff so you think she's just gonna randomly surprise drop 1989 yeah and I think she didn't like that we all knew 1989 was coming and she wants to have the upper hand so she's like I'm gonna announce red and then have them be like, what the fuck's happening? And then all of a sudden just randomly release 1989 as a surprise. It's possible that she won't because she doesn't want to step on anybody's toes. If she has friends releasing this summer, like that's possible. But I, it's been done for a while. And my theory is also that she probably doesn't have many Volt songs for 1989. I feel like 1989 was a pretty like complete version. So it's probably just going to be the exact same. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, here you go. And we would be lucky and blessed. So, Taylor Trivia. So, why don't you start by telling me what songs you skip on... Okay, let's start with... uh, Well, should we do all of them or should we... On each album? Let's just do this one. Yeah, what songs do you skip on Fearless? Sometimes I do skip Fearless just because I've heard it so many times because it's the first one. I never skip Fearless. (laughs) I never skip Fearless. I listened... I go... I listen to all like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Actually, the first song I skip is Tell Me Why. Wow. I would I would go towards that one. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, a lo- okay, so sometimes I do skip Fearless just to get into it. It just depends on the mood. Because, you know, a lot of times like the... It is the mood, yeah. ...title track, you've just heard it a lot, or the singles. 15, I almost always skipped until the re-record that's true actually i mean i said that i did that too but i don't do it anymore my connection is so different with it now and i love it so much more because of what we talked about and if you haven't heard it then go back and listen to the episode about 15 so then if you're if the listener is wondering so it's fearless 15 love story hey steven white horse you belong with me breathe tell me why you're not sorry the way I loved you forever and always the best day change. I I don't think I have, I don't think I have any skips on there. Those are all, I mean, and that's the thing I love about Taylor's and, and even 15 isn't really a skip. It's just like it came on the radio a lot and I didn't used to have a connection with the song. And now I do. I skip a lot of the um, deluxe version stuff. I skip, Jump and Fall, Untouchable, Ugh, Superstar, The Other Side of the Door. I don't listen to those very often. Yeah. So what's interesting is I didn't used to like those songs very much at all. And it's kind of the same with 15 is that when actually I was preparing to get ready for the re-release of Fearless, I started listening to the bonus tracks more and liking them a lot more. Yeah, I I think I probably need to give it more time, but it's also where they they come up because I'm also anxiously anticipating the start of like the vaults. 
like you all over yeah, me. Yeah, you want to get to those. perfectly fine. We were happy. Like, I want all those. I feel like I have to now listen to the Volt songs separately. Like, in a separate mood from Fearless. I get that. They don't really feel like they fit to me. I, I've actually, in the past, like, week or so, have only been listening to the Volt songs. Yeah. I have to, I sort of, I have to make it make sense in my brain, which is listen to all of Fearless and then separately listen to the bonus tracks separately listen to the vault songs okay it doesn't really streamline that well for me they feel different i I don't know but i guess i would say my on the new version my for sure i would skip today was a fairy tale (laughs) we've talked about that one already and then probably that's when okay and like i said sometimes 15 if i'm not in the it's kind of one of those mood things if you're not in the mood you might skip some of the slow songs or if you're in a sad mood you might skip some of the fast Fast ones yeah but i don't really think she has any like skips no okay so now we're moving on to plugs we'll write your name Aaron. We have our Buy Us a Coffee linked in the episode description so you can support the show if you would like to do that we do appreciate it because we have regular show making costs yes um as opposed as opposed to in addition to the cost of like all our startup stuff so you could basically and it and the website is called buy us a coffee but ours is called buy us a whiskey on ice obviously (laughs) so you can choose how many drinks you want to purchase and thank you so much to a listener who recently did yes thank you so much we appreciate it and it was for morgan from her grandfather passing and that was so thoughtful i really appreciate it so that was katie thank you katie anyways that's linked and then please rate and review our show and download the episodes if you if we get to 75 written reviews on apple i will sing it She'll sing, hey, Steven. Follow us on social media. We are Swifterhood Podcast on Twitter, Swifterhood P, um, but Swifterhood Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. And then you can email us at swifterhoodpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in today. Bye.